Welcome to More God and Less Me, a podcast about finding a deeper relationship with God through reading His Word. My name is Monica. While I've been a Christian all my life, it was only in 2016 that I first devoted myself to reading through the entire Bible. What began as a daily chore has developed into an insatiable hunger for the Word of God. So now, I invite you to join me as I take on the ambitious goal of recording the entire text of the Bible for this podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Genesis chapter 19 The Destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah The two angels came to Sodom in the evening while Lot was sitting in the city's gateway. When Lot saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face toward the ground. He said, Here, my lords, please turn aside to your servant's house. Stay the night and wash your feet. Then you can be on your way early in the morning. No, they replied, we'll spend the night in the town square. But he urged them persistently. So they turned aside with him and entered his house. He prepared a feast for them, including bread baked without yeast, and they ate. Before they could lie down to sleep, All the men, both young and old, from every part of the city of Sodom, surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to them, shutting the door behind him. He said, No, my brothers, don't act so wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who have never had sexual relations with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do to them whatever you please. Only don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Out of our way, they cried, and this man came to live here as a foreigner, and now he dares to judge us. We'll do more harm to you than to them. They kept pressing in on Lot until they were close enough to break down the door. So the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house as they shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, from the youngest to the oldest, with blindness. The men outside wore themselves out, trying to find the door. Then the two visitors said to Lot, Who else do you have here? Do you have any sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or other relatives in the city? Get them out of this place, because we are about to destroy it. The outcry against this place is so great before the Lord that he has sent us to destroy it. Then Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were going to marry his daughters. He said, Quick, get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was ridiculing them. At dawn, the angels hurried Lot along, saying, Get going! Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or else you'll be destroyed when the city is judged. When Lot hesitated, the men grabbed his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters, because the Lord had compassion on them. They led them away and placed them outside the city. When they had brought them outside, they said, Run for your lives! Don't look behind you or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be destroyed. But Lot said to them, No, please, Lord! Your servant has found favor with you, and you have shown me great kindness by sparing my life. But I am not able to escape to the mountains, because this disaster will overtake me, and I'll die. Look, this town over here is close enough to escape to, and it's just a little one. Let me go there. It's just a little place, isn't it? Then I'll survive. Very well, he replied. I will grant this request 
too, and will not overthrow the town you mentioned. Run there, quickly, for I cannot do anything until you arrive there. This incident explains why the town was called Zor. The sun had just risen over the land as Lot reached Zor. Then the Lord rained down sulfur and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah. It was sent down from the sky by the Lord. So he overthrew those cities and all that region, including all the inhabitants of the cities and the vegetation that grew from the ground. But Lot's wife looked back longingly and was turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early in the morning and went to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked out toward Sodom and Gomorrah and all the land of that region. As he did so, he saw the smoke rising up from the land like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the region, God honored Abraham's request. He removed Lot from the midst of the destruction when he destroyed the cities Lot had lived in. Lot went up from Zohar with his two daughters and settled in the mountains because he was afraid to live in Zohar. So he lived in a cave with his two daughters. Later, the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man anywhere nearby to have sexual relations with us, according to the way of all the world. Come, let's make our father drunk with wine, so we can have sexual relations with him and preserve our family line through our father. So that night they made their father drunk with wine, and the older daughter came and had sexual relations with her father. But he was not aware that she had sexual relations with him and then got up. So in the morning the older daughter said to the younger, Since I had sexual relations with my father last night, let's make him drunk again tonight. Then you go and have sexual relations with him, so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they made their father drunk that night as well, and the younger one came and had sexual relations with him. But he was not aware that she had sexual relations with him and then got up. In this way, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the ancestor of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also gave birth to a son and named him Benami. He is the ancestor of the Ammonites today. Genesis chapter 20 Abraham and Abimelech Abraham journeyed from there to the Negev region and settled between Kadesh and Shur. While he lived as a temporary resident in Gerar, Abraham said about his wife Sarah, She is my sister. So Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent for Sarah and took her. But God appeared to Abimelech in a dream at night and said to him, You are as good as dead because of the woman you have taken, for she is someone else's wife. Now Abimelech had not gone near her. He said, Lord, would you really slaughter an innocent nation? Did Abraham not say to me, She is my sister? And she herself said, He is my brother. I have done this with a clear conscience and with innocent hands. Then in the dream God replied to him, Yes, I know that you have done this with a clear conscience. That is why I have kept you from sinning against me, and why I did not allow you to touch her. But now give back the man's wife. Indeed, he is a prophet, and he will pray for you. Thus you will live. But if you don't give her back, know that you will surely die along with all who belong to you. Early in the morning, Abimelech summoned all his servants. When he told them about all these things, they were terrified. 
Abimelech summoned Abraham and said to him, What have you done to us? What sin did I commit against you that you would cause that would cause you to bring such great guilt on me and my kingdom? You have done things to me that should not be done. Then Abimelech asked Abraham, What prompted you to do this thing? Abraham replied, Because I thought, Surely no one fears God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. What's more, she is indeed my sister, my father's daughter, but not my mother's daughter. She became my wife. When God made me wander from my father's house, I told her, This is what you can do to show your loyalty to me. Every place we go, say about me, he is my brother. So Abimelech gave sheep, cattle, and male and female servants to Abraham. He also gave his wife Sarah back to him. Then Abimelech said, Look, my land is before you. Live wherever you please. To Sarah he said, Look, I have given a thousand pieces of silver to your brother. This is compensation for you so that you will stand vindicated before all who are with you. Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech as well as his wife and female slaves so that they were able to have children. For the Lord had caused infertility to strike every woman in the household of Abimelech, because he took Sarah, Abraham's wife. Genesis chapter 21 The Birth of Isaac The Lord visited Sarah just as he had said he would, and did for Sarah what he had promised. So Sarah became pregnant, and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the appointed time that God had told him. Abraham named his son, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him, just as God had commanded him to do. Now Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh. Everyone who hears about this will laugh with me. She went on to say, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have given birth to a son for him in his old age. The child grew and was weaned. Abraham prepared a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah noticed the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, the son whom Hagar had borne to Abraham, mocking. So she said to Abraham, Banish that slave woman and her son, for the son of that slave woman will not be an heir along with my son Isaac. Sarah's demand displeased Abraham greatly, because Ishmael was his son. But God said to Abraham, do not be upset about the boy or your slave wife. Do all that Sarah is telling you, because through Isaac your descendants will be counted. But I will also make the son of the slave wife into a great nation, for he is your descendant too. Early in the morning Abraham took some food and a skin of water and gave them to Hagar. He put them on her shoulders, gave her the child, and sent her away. So she went wandering aimlessly through the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she shoved the child under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down by herself across from him at quite a distance, about a bowshot away, for she thought, I refuse to watch the child die. So she sat across from him and wept uncontrollably. But God heard the boy's voice. The angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and asked her, What's the matter, Hagar? Don't be afraid, for God has heard the boy's voice right where he is crying. Get up, help the boy up, and hold him by the hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Then God enabled Hagar to see a well of water. 
She went over and filled the skin with water and then gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy as he grew. He lived in the wilderness and became an archer. He lived in the wilderness of Paran. His mother found a wife for him from the land of Egypt. At that time Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in all that you do. Now swear to me right here in God's name that you will not deceive me, my children, or my descendants. Show me in the land where you are staying the same loyalty that I have shown you. Abraham said, I swear to do this. But Abraham lodged a complaint against Abimelech concerning a well that Abimelech's servants had seized. I do not know who has done this thing, Abimelech replied. Moreover, you did not tell me. I did not hear about it until today. Abraham took some sheep and cattle and gave them to Abimelech. The two of them made a treaty. Then Abraham set seven ewe lambs apart from the flock by themselves. Abimelech asked Abraham, What is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set apart? He replied, You must take these seven ewe lambs from my hand as legal proof that I dug this well. That is why he named the place Beersheba, because the two of them swore an oath there. So they made a treaty at Beersheba. Then Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba. There he worshipped the Lord, the eternal God. So Abraham stayed in the land of the Philistines for quite some time. Psalm 6 For the music director, to be accompanied by stringed instruments according to the Sheminith style. A Psalm of David Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger. Do not discipline me in your raging fury. Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am frail. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are shaking. I am absolutely terrified. And you, Lord, how long will this continue? Relent, Lord. Rescue me. Deliver me because of your faithfulness. For no one remembers you in the realm of death. In shale, who gives you thanks? I am exhausted as I groan. All night long I drench my bed in tears. My tears saturate the cushion beneath me. My eyes grow dim from suffering. They grow weak because of all my enemies. Turn back from me, all you who behave wickedly. For the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my appeal for mercy. The Lord has accepted my prayer. May all my enemies be humiliated and absolutely terrified. May they turn back and be suddenly humiliated. More God and Less Me is recorded and produced using the free podcast platform available through anchor.fm. Scripture readings are from the New English Translation and daily reading selections are from the Bible Project's Read Scripture Plan. Links to both of these resources and more are available in the episode description. This is Monica. Please join me again for another episode as we spend time in the Word on More God and Less Me. But for now, go! Don't just listen to the Word. Get out there and spread the love of Jesus.